friends, how's it going? It's Tiffany Pratt. This is my love jam. I know it's wild to think that I have a podcast all about love, but let me tell you, even though I'm a designer, creative director, creative person, artist, author, TV, whatever, there's absolutely nothing that I've ever done in my life that has been more important than bringing love into everything that I've ever done. And this is a podcast all about that. I have met miraculous, cool, incredible people along the way, and I want to introduce you to some of them. I want to talk to you about my journey. I want to share some of the things that I've learned. And more than anything in the whole world, I don't want you to feel alone. As a creative person, I want us to feel like a powerful community of supportive friends that can turn to each other and know that no matter what, we've got each other's back. So that's what the Love Jam's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's get down in the middle of it. Let's uncover it. Let's see all of its colors. And let's jam. Let's jam about love. That's the Love Jam. Hey, enough's with the freaking faucet running. Let's do this podcast, okay? Give me me a minute. What are you doing in the kitchen, bro? All right. Well, here, I'm here. I'm just, I was doing the dishes and my hands were soaked and I just, uh, you know, I got the uh, Touch2O technology faucet from Delta Faucets Canada and I just touch it and then it goes off. Oh my God. Are you intrigued? I'm so intrigued. Things are sounding so fancy. Touch and go, baby. You just touch it. (laughs) And it does what you want. So, so what? You installed this puppy? Yeah, super easy to install. Um, you can you can hook it up to power, or it comes with batteries, and you don't have to get your faucet all dirty and the handle all goopy if you're cooking, or if you've been in the garden, or if you've got stuff in your hand. Touch it with any you know any part of your arm or your face if you want. Uh, and it what comes about on. your nose? You could do it with your nose. It comes on, and just you don't have to you know squeegee the hand and not only that you can leave it at a certain temperature and you touch it and it comes on at the temperature and you've got a little led Ooh. yeah it shows you you know from cold to blue to red to to hot so you always know what temperature the water's at it's slick times it's fabulous <laughs> <laughs> so you're loving it you're loving your delta faucets canada business absolutely and you know what super nice of them and they even made a point of saying uh, in the email, you don't have to mention this. You don't have to talk about it on Instagram. We don't expect anything but this. We just wanted to say thank you for doing the Love Jam. Can I just say that's what the Love Jam is all about? That is what the Love Jam is all about. They are pulling the love through with their generosity, not only supporting us for season two, but yeah. my gosh, you know, making the love real. They're not just asking us that's to tout right. a product. They're saying, try it. If you love it, talk about it. Absolutely. Zero ask, uh, except to say thank you, which is wonderful. So thanks, guys. Delta Fawcett's Canada, we love you. You got Coco over here touching and tapping. Boom, in the house, touch and go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now let's get on with season two of The Love Jam with Tiffany Pratt. Well, in case you're wondering, anyone listening now to The Love Jam, 
This is a very special bonus episode of the Love Jam with Tiffany Pratt with my very dear friend, special guest on the Home Win HGTV Canada press junket. This is Sangeeta Patel, and she is just a supernova. Cool. I do that. I want to center with you. Love Jam is about bringing love into what we do. It's not about our jobs. It's about what we bring into the world. And when I bring people onto the Love Jam, I talk about why people do what they do and how they bring the love that they have inside of themselves to their work. Mm. And so when I thought of you and I was doing this Love Jam, I always start all my Love Jams, first five minutes, I talk about our love story and how we met so people can know how we've connected in this Mm. life. And then from there, I would just want to share you with everybody and all the beautiful and incredible things that you are and you do and that you share and you inspire and myself and others. And there's so much to share. So I want to get going, but our love story. My eyelashes are falling off already. Like you're making me emotional. I love you. I love you for saying that. That's just, um, it's a special. I love you for that. Thank you. I've loved you since day one. I've always been so um, just in awe of you. I remember the first time we met, you were sitting in the makeup chair Home to Win, season one, HGTV. I honestly did not, I don't have a television. I didn't know you or or ET, any of it. Mm. And all I saw was this incredible beauty and you were so perfectly dressed and you were on your phone and you're returning emails and you're reading scripts. And I just remember thinking, God, this woman is just incredible. <sighs> and you were just so seamless you know, giving beauty advice and helping people and getting back to people and delivering incredible lines and looking impeccable. And I just thought this woman is a force. So that's my love story with you is is how we met. We were on set and I just was able to observe you and it was just so special. So thank you for that. Thank you to you. I remember meeting you for the first time. And I think I'm one of those people who read people's energy Right, and you just exuded positive energy. And I think that's where... We really connected. And those are the people you want around you, that aura. And you definitely gave that, especially being the first season where I was nervous and here we go trying something new. And to know that I was surrounded by that, thats it was special. We are going to talk about your life, how you got started. I love your story because... Mm. You kind of came to TV and entertainment. I think it, w- it was like a through the back door. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. Because you were not, this was not, so we, just before we got started, we we're in the makeup room and, and I like to be honest with people. So I always re- refer to myself as a reverse coconut. So I'm white on the outside, <laughs> but the inside of me is brown. And Singita, uh, maybe, are you a coconut? I think so. A little bit the other way around. My husband is definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Sam's a coconut, but I, I, I have so much love for all all that is your cultural beginnings. Mm. And I think that that's a lot of how you got started and why you started. Okay, so talk to the peoples about your education. Oh and yeah. Okay, go. I'm one of those people who just likes to try everything and anything. And I'm one of those people that goes, why not? Let's see what happens. The worst that can happen is a no. And uh, I was just always excited by trying new things. And uh, as a young kid, I did writing. I used to love math. I used to love science. I was the president of my my school years. I used to do sports. I used to do it's everything. I didn't even I even played instruments. Like it was something that I was I was just gung ho about everything and anything. And uh, 
it came to a point when you had to make a decision what you wanted to do in your life. And I remember I heard the word engineering and I was like, what is engineering? Whoa. Right? Don't really understand what this is. And someone brought stats to me that maybe 10% were female in engineering at the time. You're like, okay. Yeah, this is a challenge. Yeah, this you're like, right? challenge accepted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and my <laughs> uncle said to me, you know, maybe you shouldn't do engineering. Maybe you should become an air stewardess or, you know, maybe do something that's more- You know I was a flight attendant, right? Oh, were you? I well, was. Okay, so keep going. That, yeah. yep. So that's what he said to me. And he made other remarks at the same time. And his son was going into, or was in engineering at the time. And that just lit a fire under me. And I'm like, I'm gonna prove you wrong. So how long did you go to school? To yeah, four four years and was it four? Yeah, four years and I got my engineering degree. I went for my PNG, worked for five years Crazy. as an engineer and did my, my deed as an engineer. But my passion was always with talking to people. There was something about telling other people's stories. And I did apply for journalism at the same time as engineering as well. So I got into both programs, but the decision was, where do you make money? Where are you going to make a life? And that was a conversation I had with my dad. So- I love talking about this yeah. because when people talk to me about my career, it's always the conversation of how did you do this? How'd you get started? What'd you go to right. school for? And I've always been on the record saying to people, you do not need to be one thing. Yeah, You can be everything and right. you can try everything and you don't need to stick to it for the rest of your life. You can always branch out. And that's why mm. I love your story so much mm. because you're, you started at a very young age, highly ambitious, very, um, inspired by education. And then you jump into engineering, you go full force. Now, the thing I also love about that is, you know, you see someone as beautiful as you are and you would never know that behind all this beauty is someone with so many brains. And so you do this engineering, you sit down with your dad and you're like, okay, in my brain on paper, this is the right thing to do. Right. But my heart says something else. And that's where the word passion comes in, right? Right. I always had this passion of doing television or just being part of where an environment where I'm able to talk to people and being an engineer was not the environment for me. Right. And uh, I did it. I did it for five years. I worked through it, paid off my debts. You know, that that was an important factor. Everyone knows the struggle, man. We know the struggle as a student, right? And uh, I, I went through that with a lot of pride and I was very proud of myself for finishing engineering school and uh, getting through it. Um, but I wasn't fully happy inside. And, right. uh, you know, I met my husband at a very young age. How old were you when you met your, with Sam? 18. Okay. So shout out to all the young lovers. <laughs> <laughs> We've been together 22 years, married for 16 and we're still like in our honeymoon phase after all these years. I still check him out. Don't tell him that, but I do. I, just I understand why you do though. Because the first time I met him, I was like, what a fox. He's a tall, beautiful fox. Aww, he is. He so is. And he's just great. as kind as he is he's attractive. Such a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, and having that kind of support in your life, that's something so strong. You, it pushes you to try new things. It, it does. does. Yeah. So that was for me to make a move at the time. So I volunteered during the night as a reporter. And during the day, I worked as an engineer. And then my life just kind of shifted. What, what was the big shift? Uh, the Weather Network. So uh, I met someone at Pelmarex and they said, because you like math and science and you love television, why not be part of the Weather Network? And so that's where I started. And I started, I almost tried to get my degree in weather as well. At that Shush. Time. I know. Being older and doing school does not work. 
<laughs> your brain doesn't function as well. Having kids does not help the situation. Uh, yeah, so I was in my second year of getting my uh, degree in weather, and then I then things started changing. I was at City TV. I was doing so many things there, from breakfast television to entertainment to doing a 24-hour channel doing weather. I was doing, there was so many different elements because someone there believed in me and said, there's more to you than just weather. And she pushed on me and I was like, I don't know if I can do that. And she's like, you can do this. You can do this. Shout out to the mentors. Yeah, the mentors are very important. It's like, you are going to be live doing this. And I'm like, okay. Right. And it was that element of raw and realness that I was learning and my viewers were learning with me as I was going through this process. And it was spectacular. It was some of the greatest moments for me in television. So I want to skip back because I want people to have a whole holistic idea of you. How old were you when you married Sam and what age were you when you started popping out kids? Oh, I was young. So I all just, this is happening and you're a young married woman yes. with two young children. So I just want to lay out the ground work here so everyone can truly oh understand the ambition. So well, I finished school. Uh, I was 24 years old. I was with Sam since I was 18. Right. The next movement was to get married. 25. Oh I my God. At 25 guys. Um, and we decided to have a child at 27. <sighs> yeah. 25, 26, 27, 28. So I, I was 28 when I popped up my first child. I was young. I didn't. And how know. old were you when you had your second? I was, so they're four years apart. So what is that? 20, 20 29, 32. 30, 32. Yeah. <laughs> 32. But I was in a situation where um, my husband would look at me and I would get pregnant. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those situations. I'm like, okay, let's try. Let's see what happens. It's going to take months. You don't hear that story. Yeah. No, not nope. in our case. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, things just happened. And uh, we learned together and we had our struggles when we had our first kid. It's not an easy process. No. You are not ready to have another person in the family. You're, it, we live the life of taking care of each other maybe, but having someone else come into the picture and they are our 100% focus was a big challenge for both of us. But we learned and we got through it and it was a difficult time. I... I was not emotionally, um, it was hard. It was very difficult for me emotionally. I lost who I was because I was learning how to be a mom. It's you know, I, I love pausing there. Yeah. Because emotionally, you know, a lot, not all, but most of my listeners are women. Yeah. And I haven't had children. Um, but I know what a difficult journey it is for the woman emotionally, hormonally, physically to you know, have a child and then change your entire life based on mm. all those decisions. Mm. And who you are does change. It really does. And I also think being a parent helps you relearn how to be a human because you have to stop yourself and you have to look at life in a whole new way, slow down and start really discovering everything all over again. And that's, you know, when I talk about the love jam, I think that these are the pivotal moments, the difficult mm. ones where you have to hold on to your husband. You have to buckle down. You have to slow down, you have to be with your kids and you have to relearn life. And I think that this is a, such a very valuable place, mm -hmm. you know, of your life by the sounds of it, mm -hmm. really set the groundwork for who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, would you say? I totally agree with you. I think when you have a child, um, and you know, there's a whole talk about a father taking care of the child at a young age. At a young age, it revolves around the mom. 
Yeah. In every case, in every scenario, the mom has to be there to nurture that child. Yep. But there's no one to nurture the mom. And you are at that point where you think you can do it all, but you really do need support. And I think that was a learning lesson for me when my second child came. It was like, I do not want to go through this again. It is. It was one of the times where I learned to be vulnerable, yeah. which is not something I knew before. I was such an ambitious kid where I'm like, I can do anything. Everything is going to be great. And at this time, in my first time in my life, I was lost. You were humbled. Yeah. Yeah. You're humbled and yeah. you're on your knees. And I I always feel like yeah. everyone's journey is so different. Yeah. And different things bring us to our knees and humble us. And in some cases, it's becoming a parent. But yeah. what I love mm-hmm. is the phoenix of your life, which is yeah. having been humbled, having these really early experiences with love and marriage and mm-hmm. children, but then also getting after your career mm-hmm. and knowing how to juggle it all. Like I see you and I'm always and to date in awe. And the other thing that I love about you is not only do you have this high-packed, high-octane career, you have an incredible home life, you have a hot, I'm just assuming, actually, I don't know this for a fact, Sangeeta, okay? <laughs> but I think you have a hot relationship with your husband. Yeah. You do. I feel it. I feel the vibes. And on top of it, we've got, we've got, she's the host of Home to Win, which is how we met. She's the new cover girl. I know. Isn't that crazy? And... She's constantly posting all this fitness business <laughs> on Instagram and her body is banging and I haven't had two kids and I don't even look half as good. So I'm just saying. Oh, I mean, I, I'm going to throw the question back to you. What was that moment for you when you knew that you had to humble yourself from everything that you were doing? This is where the ET Canada host comes yeah. out. She turns the tables. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. Um, you know, my humbling moment uh, would be when I I lived in New York all through my twenties. I got here just before I turned thirty. The man I was with for the ten years I lived there mm-hmm. committed suicide. I moved here. Our house burned down. I didn't know anybody here in Canada. I had no connections. I had nothing, and I just had to start again. Mm-hmm. So my whole life in New York literally mm-hmm. like evaporated, and I was like, okay, who's this new girl? that's living in this new country without any of her connections or the love of her life or the house that she lived in. And what does that look like? And what does that feel like? And I think those are the greater questions we should always ask ourselves, regardless of the circumstance that brings us to our knees, which is always, how do I want to feel? Mm. You know, how do I want to wake up every day? What makes me happy? What brings me that little boost in my heart? Mm. When I think about bringing whatever it is, that service that I'm about to bring to the world into the world. Mm So. This is this is the thing that I, I think about you because I know there are women watching you very specifically, you know, in print, on television, yeah. on social. And do you feel like you're doing it all and you're feeling good? Or how do you how do you feel? Oh, that's a good question. Um I feel good. good. I think I feel very good when when it comes to my career. My family life, like my number one priority is my family life. Right. And if that's going good, everything else is going good. Um, Everything else is just an extra prize for me. Emotionally is a different question. Okay. Um, You know, there are times where you feel proud of yourself while other people may not be proud for you. Right. And I'm coming to a learning experience of understanding that do I need to get my value from other people's perspective? 
Do I need their approval for what I'm doing? And that's a tough one for me right now. I think that comes from, you know, just from all my years in psychology. <laughs> I, that comes from your childhood. Yeah. Comes from being an overachiever. Yeah. Comes from needing the approval and the praise. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why we overachieve. Yeah. It's part of, and I'm an overachiever mm-hmm. all the way. Do you care what people think? Not anymore. Really? I gave that up. How did you do that? Because uh, my father who passed when I was seven, my mom told me this one line when I was a child and I didn't understand what it meant. And I've repeated it in my head ever since. And he said, the surefire way you're going to fail in this life is if you're going to try to please everybody. Mm. And I still hear it in my head, even mm. though I didn't hear him say it. And I discovered about 10 years ago that if I really wanted to be happy, I was going to please myself and I was going to do the things that lit me up and what I am and who I am and what I love isn't what everyone else loves. And that's going to be okay. <sighs> you know, that's okay yeah. because it's my life and I have to get through this life and bring joy and I have to find my way there. So I don't give a shit. Yes. But um, that's why I think I love you so much. Yeah. And I want to, I want to fire back to hot tips because I love when you were talking about um, not caring about the judgment of others. So what are you working on actively to get through that? Like what are the practices you're putting into your life to feel better emotionally with that stuff? Yeah, you know, like talking about being brought up, my mom used to say to me that if you make other people happy, you'll be happy. And I took that to an extent to the point where I was never happy. Never. Um, I always... and. And I'll be honest, I went through therapy last year where we were trying to break that down. We were trying to figure, she's like, you give and give and give, and you just don't know how to take that give and make it into a positive spin for yourself. You've never learned how to actually do that. But I'm like, I always feel good. I always feel good giving. I always like giving people opportunities. I, it's, it's a great feeling. She goes, is it really? And I go, yeah, it is. I, I actually really enjoy doing that. But she goes, Has, have you ever done anything for yourself where it's just about you and that I haven't had a chance to actually answer that question yet. So I think that this is a really great thing because therapies come up in the Love Jam quite a few times. Yeah. And I think it's so important for all of us to reach out to who we need to, to talk about yeah. how we really feel. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's an empowering thing to be honest with ourselves. Yeah. I, first time in my life, I had anxiety last year yeah. and I didn't know, I've never felt that in my life and I didn't know what was happening. And that's when I realized I needed to take a step forward and go maybe talk to somebody and see what what this is all about and kind of break that down. I'm a very positive, happy person. I love life. Um, And I think you've learned not to care what other people think. But for me, it's been always to make sure other people are happy. Yeah. And so now I got to figure out a way to understand to live life to the fullest without other people's approval. And that has been a big challenge for me. I love that you share that. And I think so many people can connect to that. Yeah. You know, we're all in this, this together. Yeah. I always feel like as, as people, as creatives, as women, we always feel so alone. Yeah. But we're not. Yeah. You know, we're not alone and we're all, maybe it's not the same thing, but there's a variation of an emotional mm-hmm. theme that we're all experiencing together. And to be honest and to share always makes us feel yeah. better. Yeah. You know, another coping mechanism I think you have that I love to share with people is your fitness. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I think it's a way you get out your stress. Would you agree? I totally agree. I was going through, again, the second baby and I, I felt the same kind of attitude where I'm like, okay, I'm losing myself again. I need to find something. And I walked into a CrossFit gym and it was one session where I just did heavy weights. I'm like, what is she doing? She's not giving me 10 pounds. She's giving me a hundred pounds. What is happening? It was the most amazing feeling after sex was this picking up <laughs> of a hundred pounds and I could do it. And it was just, it was, it was an adrenaline rush and I was hooked from day one and I've been doing it for the last eight, nine years. And I have pushed myself to limits where I'm like, I, I never thought I could do this. And I'm doing things that I just like, I'm 40 now and I'm I'm able to do things I wasn't even able to do 10 years ago. So it has been a, a dream come true for me to be able to release this through fitness. And because I used to do fitness all the time, but it wasn't until CrossFit. The yeah. And since the last nine years after having my second child that I am addicted, not addicted. It is part of my schedule and it's part of my life. It's not even a question anymore. I think this is an important inspiration for women. Yeah. Because I just got back on my fitness journey this past year and I, I, I'm only three days a week right now. That's but right. But I'm feeling so much better and it doesn't matter what it is. CrossFit, lift, Whatever. I've been doing lots of lifting. I don't care what it is. Everyone finds their poison. People mm -hmm. like us like to lift heavy things <laughs> and get extreme. <laughs> but if you want to go to yoga, if you yeah. want to go to Pilates, this is just, I love when people listen and you can feel me wrapping my arms around you, Singita wrapping her arms around you inspiring you, letting you know that, yeah, it sucks to think of going to the gym. But I think once you get there. Yeah. There's, there's a moment, I think, where you're, you and your, like your body just says, okay, it's time to wake up, brush your teeth, go to the gym. It's not a question anymore. You know, you get to that point and, and I think everyone can get to that point point. Yep. and it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's not, you know, we always say we don't have the time. You got to make time for yourself. And yep. that's, that's a learning curve that a lot of women need to learn. Any hot beauty tips I should talk about before we talk about CoverGirl? Beauty tips. Yes. Tell me. No. Yeah. I uh, wash my face. Okay. So uh, hydrate my face and drink two liters of water every day. There you go. That's what changed my skin was just yep. drinking water. Yep. I can't believe it, but that's all it is. You know what? I'm really happy to talk about this. Yes. I'll tell you why. Why? I'm almost 40 myself. Wait, I'm older than you? By maybe a year. What? Why? No, I'm just surprised. Why? Because you're so much wiser than I am. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good line, right? Yeah. Was, I thought you're so much wiser than I am. And then I fart. <laughs> and then I fart. And then she's like, I okay, take it back. you're an idiot. Um, no, I... I think that the, the single most important beauty tip, anti-aging, health, body, mind, easy, everyone can do it, no one does it, hot tip in this life. Drink water. Drink water. Yeah, I can't believe what a change you made. I'm like, I'm gonna commit to this whole concept because it's just, <laughs> you have to pay for it. Yep. You put some lemon in, you put some kind of electrolyte in it and uh, it has made my skin glow. It has taken care of my skin. It's just going to the bathroom. I still have issue with that. So <laughs> you have a poop problem or are you no, constipated? No, no. I, oh, that's a whole different conversation. I mean, peeing wise, I have to pee every hour. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> pooing is a whole different conversation. But you know, I the, the biggest tip, beauty tip is to just drink water. I, I can't thank you enough for saying that. Yeah. Because I did have a makeup artist on. We never got to it, but uh, I think I live, I live the water life. I think you know that about mm -hmm. me. I'm always sucking back on bottles of yeah. water. I don't drink coffee. I think it's so important that we, we really hydrate because yeah. when things like ding dong, cover girl's calling. 
Okay, tell me what happened. I need to know how this it's, happened. It's such a crazy story. Take it from story. the top. I don't, I, I'm still... I'm still in awe and I'm still, there's some great stuff coming up the line very soon. Just I got to wait until next uh, beginning of 2020. But uh, this was, I started a website uh, a few years ago. It's called thisisangitapatel.com. It's something that I thought I should do if I'm starting to create more branding and marketing. And uh, you get all these emails through there, you know, whatever. Like, And then CoverGirl just sent you a, like an a- email from Cody, a company. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. They mommy maybe do something on Instagram. That's probably just, uh, you know, putting a mascara or something. Uh, Pass that email off to my agent. And this became something incredible within a few weeks that CoverGirl wanted me to be their ambassador, which is just, I was, I'm like, you sure you're talking about me? Like, me um oh my god it was just insane and then right after tiff we did a photo shoot and we announced it on my birthday on my 40th birthday oh. i mean how incredible was that that they <sighs> wanted to do this on my 40th but 40 and they want me to be the canadian cover girl so that was just it, it was just incredible incredible i need to talk about universal energy yeah because all those things that you just said none of those are coincidence <sighs> right they're not they're really wow. not and it's not about work. It's about love and effort mm. and attention. And I always believe you are where your attention takes you, oh. you know, and your attention has always been on all of these things. And when something like a big beauty brand wants you to rep them, it's not because, and yes, you're genetically perfect, but <laughs> I think it's important that yeah. it's something that's so much more than mm. just what's happening outside. I think true beauty, it, it radiates from within mm. and you do radiate from within. And I think it's because you've worked so hard to, to have what you have, you do what you do. You, you really are a beautiful human on this planet and you are an inspiration. And it's so incredible to have someone like yourself. You're not just, you're not, you're not a model there, you know, with a face, you're a person with a career and experiences and smarts. Um, that's such a huge, I think you're a huge mentor for a lot of us. So thank you. That means so much to me. Can I just keep you with me in my pocket and just... Always. Take you everywhere. You can text me on my cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's a song. Isn't that a song? It's a song. You could call me on my my cell phone. But yeah, I guess you can call or text. Um, But I think you made a really good point there is that it opened my eyes in terms of being a South Asian woman, a woman of color. Yes. you know, I, I, I've gone through my life thinking, oh, you know, I just had these opportunities. I've dealt with my race. I've dealt with my sexism. I've I've gone through it all. And I can't even imagine it still exists, to be honest with you. When you talk about it, yeah. it blows my mind that we're even having this, this conversation. conversation right? It's so weird. Yeah, it is. It is kind of crazy, but I have to acknowledge it. And yeah. I realize that the girls that are following me, I'm going to say girls and women that are following me are women of color. And they Magical. see me, yeah, they see me on TV. I'm like, oh, we never expected that to happen. And I'm like, it's 2019. This should be not a question. Not a but question. I've become this kind of ambassador for the South Asian community. And and I have to own it. I have to I have to realize that it it has happened. And and these girls are looking up to me, whether it's fitness or makeup or what is so when it comes to cover girl, a brand as big as that, to have a woman of color, uh part of their Canadian campaign, that's- It's huge. It's big. It's It's huge. I I have to acknowledge that. And it's, uh, I'm going to own it and I'm going to make people proud. And I hope I can be an inspiration to all these girls. Well, you're an inspiration to South Asian women. You're an inspiration to me as the reverse coconut. (laughs) 
who is South Asian on the inside. Yeah. But truly, uh, to me, it's, you know, beauty is beauty. Yeah. You know, who you are as a human is who you are as a human. And so, you know, for whatever it's worth, who you are is important. Before we wrap up the Love Jam, I just want to say that um, we are here at the Chorus Building, which is this beautiful building down on Lake Ontario, downtown Toronto. And it's a huge entertainment hub. And they've been so generous to share this recording room with Sangeeta and myself to do this bonus round of the Love Jam. And it's because we're here doing the press junket for Home to Win season Mm -hmm. four. And it's a privilege to be able to do these shows, you know, and I'm, it's airing on HGTV Canada on Sunday, 10 p.m., You're so generous to always invite us to your home to view it. I always bring a slab cake, you know, janky little grocery store slab cake. Because I love cake. You love cake. I love cake. But um, doing that, you know, how has that made you feel to be able to host that on top of everything else that you're doing? Has that been fun? It's been incredible. Like there's two angles. Again, being a woman of color and being part of HGTV Canada was a big deal in the beginning. Didn't right. realize it until all these viewers were sending me messages about the importance of that. But for me to be able to see you guys meeting for the first time in season one, I mean, you guys work on the same channel, but you've never, never met. Really, yeah, you've never met, never had a chat. And now you guys are all best of friends. And to see you guys, like just this morning, singing with Sebastian and Brian, and it's it's not just a show. It is an opportunity to see you guys become friends and become a family. It is a spectacular show just for that itself. And on top of that, we get to give a house away to a family that the life is going to be changed. That's what makes this show so special. You know, it's a privilege, mm-hmm. total privilege to do what we do. Yeah. You know, there's very few people in this world that can have a TV career and be able to do cool things and to be able to um, represent something Mm -hmm. and inspire people and do good things. And, um, you know, we all have a part to play and I'm so grateful that I can do my small part alongside of you when the time comes where we get to shoot together and be together and do events together. And I don't, I I know um, it's a beautiful, to me, it's an unspoken um, love and respect that I have with you. Oh, yeah. And I know whenever I see you from across the room and we meet eyes, I'm, I just always hope you know that I'm always like, I'm in your back pocket. I'm a super supporter and I'm so grateful that I can call you my friend. Oh. So always, thank you. There's no tissue here. Like, can you like, there's, you, you know, the thing I do look forward to is your hugs. Oh, I like to hug. I know you're good at hugging. I think hugging is is a really important healing thing to this life. And I take it serious. And I think that we all need to be held. And I know it's weird that I walk around and hug every single person on the set. But I do think it's part of my work is to, you know, help and heal. And it's my small, hidden, quiet service that I just like to hug everyone and help them feel cozy, you know? Don't stop. I won't. I won't. Before we wrap up the Love Jam, is there anything you want to say to anyone listening to our love jam today, what what do you want to tell anybody, any person, any woman, any man that's listening here today about love and what you do and why you do it? You know, I'm going to keep it simple. It's something I do with my kids every single morning. And we've done this for, I guess, nine, nine years. And I say, be smart, be kind. And as they leave, they say, be happy. Oh. And 
I want to say that to everybody else. Make sure you be smart, be kind, be happy. It's a good life. It is a good life. I forget who I was sitting with and we all know it, but to be micro, 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 micro grateful for every single thing that we have is the easiest way we can access peace in our hearts. Mm. And so I love those words. Mm-hmm. We can all just get really micro grateful and do those things that Sangeeta just said. I think we'll all be better for it. Thank you. Thank you. For honoring me with your presence today. Same here. And thank you for being on the Love Jam. Is there a song? There's going to be a song. Okay. Yeah. Do you have Do you have a song that you'd like us to end when with? When you say Love Jam, I'm like thinking Bob Marley kind of vibe going on. Do you? Okay. Well, I'll throw a little Bob Marley in right now okay. before we end up this, uh, nice. this Love Jam. Let's do it. Love you. Love you. I got to end this podcast with a verbal love letter to you, the listener. I wouldn't be sitting in front of this microphone sharing my love and my people's without you. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for tuning in, supporting, commenting, wherever you are. I'm so grateful. If you want more love by way of any other medium from podcast, I'm available at tiffanypratt.com or on Instagram, which is at the Tiffany Pratt. I'm sharing all my love in other ways on those mediums. And more than anything, Delta Faucets Canada, this podcast would not be happening without you. Your support, your encouragement to be here is everything. And Coco, the mixing, the mastering, the music, it wouldn't be what it is. It wouldn't be slick and we wouldn't even have a beautiful place to record if it wasn't for you. This is a village of beautiful people who have made beautiful things happen. And I am humbled and I am grateful. So until next time, friends, thank you for listening. I look forward to having you back. And I'm so grateful that we found each other here.